It's This Week in Bourbon, or yep, even two weeks later, we still got bourbon news. And here's your headlines for April 14th, 2023. Campari Group plans to add a second distillery at its Wild Turkey campus in Lawrenceburg. Sotheby's has unveiled the rare American whiskey selection. And Father Jim Sitchko has marked the 10-year anniversary of the election of Pope Francis with the rare release of a 10-year willet. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to NoseYourBourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. And they're off for another Gift 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 000 Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or thebourbonconcierge.com and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 a cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Welcome back, everybody. It's This Week in Bourbon coming at you after a little bit of a hiatus. Ryan and I took last week off, which I don't know. I kind of enjoy it. You know, we take a little bit of a break. We go enjoy some time with our families, do the spring break thing. I'm glad that we've got our other podcast behind the pursuit to fill the void while we're gone, which if you're not paying attention to that, you're not subscribing, you're missing out on a lot of good things. So make sure you tune in over there, too. Yeah, you can hear about us failing forward and whining and moaning and just needing therapy having having like whiteboard sessions but on a podcast so it's just like uh but it's fun uh, we love talking about it, love sharing our story i think it's an interesting behind the scenes look at uh what it really takes to be in the bourbon business it's uh, a pain in the ass so come <laughs> join the pain in the ass I, you're right i do kind of like it because for us a lot of our time, like we, we spend every waking second of it's either go, go, go task oriented, some sort of thing. And we don't really take a lot of time to sit there and brainstorm either topic, new ideas, figure out what's on the horizon plan, all that sort of stuff. And so what we're doing is we're, we're basically documenting that whole process when we do it. So I do enjoy that, that we can kind of let people see an inside sort of glimpse into what we're doing. And I even, more that I like about doing that is that we get solicitations from other people who say, I really yes. like this, but here's another thing that you all can think about. And, you know, it's, it's, yeah, the feedback's yeah, been, it's amazing. Like, and it's been so valuable and we've got a ton of great ideas from our audience. So keep that coming. Cause yeah, we're two idiots just trying to make it. So <laughs> <laughs> we need, we need all the help we can for get. For sure. For sure. And before we get started, we got two announcements to kind of first talk about. First is just upcoming stuff where Ryan and I are going to be. Ryan is 
Well, currently he's recording in Louisville right now, but he's going to be in Colorado for the next few days. Kind of give people an idea of where they can find you. Yeah, so today's Friday, so I would have been in Denver yesterday at a trade show, but also at Seven um, Grand Whiskey Bar. So we had a great time, (laughs) I'm assuming. (laughs) And uh, Thank you, everybody, for coming out. It was great shaking hands. Thank you for coming out. And then uh, right now I'm in, if you're listening to this in the morning, I'm en route to Estes Park, where we'll be doing a tasting, meet and greet, just casual taste you through our uh, united lineup i'm bringing some oak collection with me to try people on also i have the flagship black label bourbon and rye so come see me at the stanley hotel it's where the shining was shot they did a single barrel a rye barrel with us and it was amazing and uh, i think they have a few left so i'm excited to go there and share the story with people in estes park yeah so i remember when we actually had that barrel done Somebody had actually, I believe it was somebody at Bar Sound Every Company reached out. They're like, holy crap, this is amazing. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's just a hotel. They're like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm a huge horror buff. This is really awesome. And I had to, that's when I found out about it. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't know The Shining was shot there. I, to be honest, I've never seen The Shining. So <laughs> I, a, I don't like horror movies, so I'm with you. I don't either. Like, unless it's like so bad, it's good. Like Scream or something, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Like her Nev Campbell was in it, or Jennifer Love Hewitt. Um, but anyways, moving, moving forward, forward, we're we're going to Estes Park. So see you there tonight, four to seven. Happy hour meet and greet if you're in the Denver Fort Collins area. Uh, yeah, and then uh, something in Northern Kentucky we, got going on too. Oh yeah, the following weekend. Geez, we got a lot going on. So the following weekend on Friday, which I believe is the twenty first, I will be at Goodfellas in Covington uh Covington area so if you're in the northern Kentucky or Cincinnati area uh please come hang out at Goodfellas in Covington I'll be there doing just a happy hour meet and greet pouring samples we'll have some cocktails and stuff details to be ironed out but I definitely will be there um and I believe that's five to like seven ish I'll update the Instagram but I believe it's yeah around five to seven right on perfect and then on May 10th if you're in Owensboro and you happen to be part of the Owensboro Bourbon Society, I will be there doing a presentation to them. So if you are part of the society, make sure you don't miss that meeting. Love to be able to see you there as well. Yeah, and one more thing, um, since you're already into May, I will be in Atlanta on May 11th. Gosh, and I'm pulling up my email, and here it is. Yes, the place that we're probably going to do an event is called... Uh, geez, why am I going? Oh, local three, local three there in Atlanta, Samara Davis with the black bourbon society. She's been gracious enough to help us set up in a meet and greet kind of happy hour event there. It's not just for them. It's for everyone to come. So, but she's been gracious enough to set some of there. So I'll put more details out there, but mark your calendars for Thursday, May 11th. That's the, the 11th, right? Yep. Yep. And so we'll we'll postpone any other announcements until we get closer to Derby, but and we got a lot of stuff going on. So hopefully y'all can come in and check it out too. Uh, but before we get kicked off, I know Ryan, you have uh, another thing you want to talk about. I know this week has been very difficult for a lot of people in Louisville. I'm sure everybody's seen on the news uh, about another mass murder, and uh, it, it kind of hit home for for Ryan. So I'll I'll let you talk about it. Yeah, it's a tough. You know, it's been a really hard week for. Like you said, the city, the state, the country, we've been dealing with this a lot, but when it hits in your hometown and then it hits, you know, a friend of yours, uh, Josh Barrick, who was a friend of mine, um, met at my son's school, Holy Trinity. You know, I've gotten to know him over the past couple of years. Our sons have played basketball together and really have developed a friendship, but he was tragically lost in the mass shooting, um, uh, you know, Monday in downtown at the old national building and it's just senseless and and very sad and you know it's hard to 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 wrap your head around it the the good thing is the community's been really you know just risen to the occasion per usual um i'm working with i've been on the phone with a ton of people in the bourbon industry and and how we can support josh because he's left you know two kids he has a seven-year-old and a 10-year-old and his wife um so we're working for on a we're going to have a really cool uh, bourbon auction, bourbon raffle that we're working on. Details to be released later, but we got some, all the distilleries have stepped up. I can't thank them enough. 
if I if I haven't reached out to you and you're like wondering why I just been on the phone with a ton of different people. So if you're a distiller that wants to get involved and you know just reach out to us, I've just been trying to do the best I can uh, in such short time. But uh, just really tragic and can't express how sad we are as a community here. And it's just this senseless violence has got to stop. I don't know what it's going to take, and it's a bigger problem than I'm smart enough to you know have the answers. It's just it's just terrible and. Uh, you know, that this, you know, I talked to you, Kenny, about this and this whole bourbon thing is just all a blessing to me. And obviously we've worked hard and gone where we are, but we haven't, we've gotten here through a lot of just great relationships and great people. And it's almost like a divine intervention. And so I want to use this platform for the greater good of, you know, the, the community and anything we can do to help make this situation better. And so this is our opportunity to do that. And, and so, as the bourbon community always has, they've always risen the occasion, you know, we're, we're going to step up and provide, you know, f- financial assistance for, for their family, um, through this, you know, charity raffle that we're working on. We're hoping to have it ready by April 25th. Um, so just probably about 10 days from now, but just w- ironing out all the details and we'll announce that as soon as we can. And so thank you all. Everybody's been sending messages and prayers from discord. Can't thank the discord family enough you know our our discord group and messages from fans just checking in on this us in the city so thank you all for for checking in on us can't can't thank you enough uh and thank you ryan for putting this together i know it's it's definitely a lot of hours and everything that goes into it uh to make it all happen and looking forward to making sure that we can do what we can to help josh's family out and in this time of need yep absolutely all right, we'll try to try to reset a little bit and, and talk yeah. about some bourbon news here. Let's yeah, do it. Here we go. So the first one, it's a it's a little bit of a doozy. So the Federal Trade Commission, they have begun an antitrust investigation into Southern Glazers wine and spirits. And this is reviewing on how the nation's largest alcohol beverage distributor may have favorably pre- placed sorry, may have favorably priced wine and liquor that advantaged large retailers. And this is, again, according to Politico. And this is also citing three anonymous sources with knowledge of the probe. The price discrimination investigation comes five months after regulators from the Alcohol Tax and Trade Bureau, otherwise under the TTB, and the IRS raided Southern Glaciers Union City and California offices. Five California small wine retailers filed a lawsuit against Southern Glaciers in June of 2022, alleging that the multi-state distributor offers lower prices to larger retailers, According to Wine Industry Insights, the complaint was filed on behalf of Newport-based beached Newport Wine and uh, Spirits, Chula Vista-based Sunset Market and Liquor, and Lakeside-based Times Market and Liquor, Oceanside-based Mike's Liquor and Market, and Santee-based Santee Market and Liquor, and that's set to go in trial in December of 2023. The plaintiffs claim that Albertsons was selling 750-milliliter bottles of Johnny Walker Black for $19.99, while Southern Glaciers sold them the same product at 2225. The FTC investigation revealed today centers on possible violations of the Robinson Patman Act, which bars suppliers from offering favorable pricing to larger retailers at the expense of smaller stores. Additionally, Southern Glazers is being scrutinized for potential unfair, deceptive, or anti-competitive business practices in violation of Section 5 of the FTC Act. Southern Glazers may not be alone in the probe, as the FTC is reportedly seeking broad information on the sale of wine and alcoholic beverages by wholesalers and retailers across the U.S. So wait a minute, Southern was selling this store for twenty-two, and they were selling it at nineteen. So, is that Albertsons, who's the retailer? They were selling, and Albertsons is a is a very large uh, kind of like grocery store chain, if I'm not mistaken. Sure, uh, yeah. they were selling the bottles for nineteen ninety nine. While Southern Glaziers was selling these sort of small mom and pop shops, selling them the bottle at twenty two twenty five, which then they have to mark oh, out another, you know, 25, 30% to make their margin. And this is, so here's the thing is that I thought this, well, this happens in every other. Uh, well, that's the thing. I was like, like, like Costco or Kroger, or, you know, if you go to Kroger's versus Paul's, there's a big difference because of the volume. Well, that's, that's what I thought too. And that's what I, I was like, I, I thought this is the way it always was. It's like. Yeah, you get favorable pricing if you buy, you know, 50 cases versus if you buy one case. I thought that was basically why Total Wine is able to do what they're able to do and as well as a lot of other big chains versus small mom and pops because they can buy in bulk and they save. I just thought that's what it was. I didn't think this was unfair, deceptive or anti-competitive business practices, but 
who knows? Yeah, because in other industry, any other market, you it's like when I buy a fertilizer, if I buy a truckload of it, it's, you know, my price per bag is like $17. If I buy it per bag, it's like $25, you know? So it's like that in every other industry, but I don't, the FBI ain't showing up at my fertilizer shop. I mean, it's like but, you need to go buy new tires. You buy three, you get the fourth one free, right? So it's like you got to at least get to that point. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, it's, I'm not sure on this because um, I don't want to discount, you know, mom and pop stores. You know, they're very important to this industry. And But it seems like, though, too, mom and pops have to... You can't, like... The reason I shop or do business with those is not because of the price. It's just because I get a better experience, you know, with the staff. They provide me good recommendations and whatnot. Now, if I'm going to, like, buy the cheapest, which I don't pay... For, I'm a terror. I don't price shop. I go for what's convenient. <laughs> you know, I'm not one of those people that drives around town to save a dollar because it, it wasted my, <laughs> not that my time's valuable. I'm but one of those people that'll I, I, drive a few miles to save a dime on a gallon of gas. Yeah. And then you're like, you realize you saved like a dollar <laughs> 10 and you wasted an hour. So you really spent a hundred dollars in 10 cents. I grew up that way. My mom was frugal and I grew up that way. And that's just how I think. Well, there, there's one currency we're all equal in and that's time. And so that's, you got to use it. Uh, I'm just not a, a value shopper, but I get it. People are, they like a deal, but uh, yeah. That's why I, I don't understand this. I don't understand that's this. That's why I sent you a message earlier with a deal on fire rated drywall in Facebook marketplace. And I was like, Ooh, what do you think? Save like $5 a board. And you're like, Kenny, we'll, we'll get it some other way. <laughs> yeah. You t- Taking the time, the rental truck, like our chiropractor bills, <laughs> carrying that stuff sure. in, it adds up. It would. It would. All right. So there's a lot of cool things that are happening in downtown Louisville, and Heaven's Door is the next one. So they plan to open the last refuge. It's going to be a whiskey bar and live music venue in the former refuge of Kentucky Church at 600 East Market Street. The company has also purchased the Zephyr Gallery next door, which will showcase art from local artists as well as from Bob Dylan himself. Mark Bouchala, who's the CEO of Heaven's Door, said the first floor of the over 150-year-old church, which totals around 20,000 square feet, will house a retail shop and also selling Heaven's Door's products and whiskeys, along with Dylan's albums and books. It will also carry items from local artisans like Clayton and Croom and Wild Hats. The music venue will also be on the second floor, which was a sanctuary of the church. A gymnasium connected to the building will house the whiskey bar and restaurant. The property has also roughly a 4,000-square-foot outdoor courtyard, and facilities will open in the two phases. The venue and the bar will open around September, with the gallery opening around 18 to 24 months after that. And I think I missed a few things in there. If I'm not mistaken, they are going to try to make this the biggest whiskey bar ever. Really? I mean, I I think they... Like with bottles or just like size? I think in... Well, with bottles, for sure. I think they're going to try to go head-to-head with... Uh, you know, your Jack Roses and your Watch Hill Proppers and stuff like that. I mean, Doc they Rose. were talking like like five, 8,000 bottles or something like that. Well, there's no way they'll have the longest bar. That one at Burnaby. Yeah, that one's a, that, oh, that, no, that, the world's longest bar, remember, is now at Uncle Nearest. Oh, at Churchill. Or no, it's always at Uncle remember, Nearest. Remember, they, they took that crown. They they got a Guinness World, Guinness World Record certified now. Along with their other 5,000 awards. Yes, it's, it's certified, though. Yeah, that I'm excited for that. That's a cool building. Um, it's been sitting vacant for gosh a while. Um, it used to be like a wedding venue. It was really cool, but uh, I've known about this for a while. It's just it's amazing how long, as we know, how long these damn things take. But uh, yeah, it's awesome for downtown. It's cool. You know, Nulu's a hopping area. If you haven't been downtown Nulu, Nulu's a great spot. Um, it'll be a great home for them. Yeah. I was surprised, you know, because I read that they looked at Nashville and here. I would have thought that it would have made more sense to be in Nashville because they're a Tennessee, predominantly a Tennessee whiskey, right? Uh, for the um, most part, that's what I understand. Yeah, I think they've got stuff from all over the place, but a lot sure. of their stuff is Tennessee. And uh, but yeah, we're happy to have them part of the downtown experience and excited to check it out. I think it's going to be a cool venue. Yeah, I think maybe Bob Dylan will be there signing. Bottles. Maybe, maybe, probably yeah. not. Maybe once. We'll see. Once we Opening once we day. get our real podcast studio, we'll see if he'll be like, "Hey, Bob, come on over, hang out with us for a little bit." Nah, he won't. <laughs> we're we're below. It's him. okay. It's okay. 
you know, that's one of those things, uh, you know, celebrities really don't move the needle for the show for us. So it's not, I'm not, I'm not chasing after him by any means. They'd rather us talk about bourbon. I do. So let's keep going here. So this was kind of a big one, kind of a shocker. And Campari is planning to add a second distillery at Wild Turkey. So the company will invest $161 million and create 31 additional jobs in Anderson County. Campari Group will construct a brand new distillery at the Wild Turkey campus that will be designed to produce 5 million additional proof gallons of Wild Turkey bourbon annually. This will significantly increase the current capacity from 9 million to 14 million proof gallons. The new facility will locate next to the company's existing distillery. The project also entails an expansion to the wastewater treatment dry house process to increase processing capacity and also doubling the current dry house and waste treatment output. With this investment, Campari Group will also upgrade the current barrel filling operation to handle the increased volumes. The investment adds to the over $300 million in operation and expansion commitments already financed by Campari since the acquisition of the Wild Turkey Distillery nearly 14 years ago. And it's coming on the heels of another significant investment announced a few years ago, or sorry, a few months ago, with the acquisition of Wilderness Trail. The project is expected to break ground in October 2023 and completed by the end of July 2025. It's a lot of Aperol spritz <laughs> been slinging. <laughs> yeah, they must be making enough on the Aperol side to sit there and pump this in. I mean, I look at this and I'm I'm thinking like, whew, I feel really good about the future of bourbon if they're putting this this amount of investment into yeah, it. Yeah, after buying Wilderness I know. Trail, you thought. That's what you thought, like, okay, well, maybe, you know, their Lawrenceburg campus, they don't have the room or they don't want to wait. And so that's why they're buying Wilderness Trail, you know, for obviously the name, but also the capacity. But then this this just shoots that argument (laughs) down. So it's, I guess, bourbon's just beginning. You know, you got all these major brands and corporations dumping. It's got to be close to over a couple billion dollars now in investments and so the future must be bright. See, this is what I, I find interesting about it. It's like, like, like Wild Turkey 101 and a lot of the, the household names, it's, it's not like there's a shortage of it. Like you can find it pretty much anywhere on the shelves you go. So I'm, I'm curious. It's like, are they going to scale this up to create other additional brands that are just under the Wild Turkey distilling company? Because I don't think you need more wild turkey 101 out there unless it's going to be international and so that's what i said i don't know why they didn't take this 161 million and go and find another brand or another distillery or something like that to go acquire where they could i guess you could say not put all your eggs in one basket maybe back for a little term well i mean you know they did acquire you know hallerhead so you got to produce that and then i guess you look at like you know rare breed and russell's raw and master's keep and all these Russell, you know, how many ever different Russells they're doing, you know, I don't, I don't know. And I think I, I, you know, people have speculated on this, but I do think the European and Asian markets about to really start to embrace bourbon. Uh, you you kind of get hints of it sometimes in Mark Brown's newsletter. Um, but the, you know, it's just, there's so many whiskey drinkers over in Asia it just takes a few and it, it doesn't, it can gobble up what's all in inventory right now. So I think that just must be where, where it's going. Would you like to get the, cause you're right. Domestically, it's, I, I don't see a shortage of wild Turkey or rare breed or, you know, even Russell's on the shelf. I mean, Russell picks are obviously, you know, rare, but like Russell's the flagship, I, I, there's no shortage of it. I can see anywhere. Yeah. Uh, but that's the other thing. It, it's still 10 year age dated, correct? Yeah. yeah. It so is. it's not like they're going to be increasing Russell's 10 year. But I mean, you go to, you know, say Europe, like I was just there in Spain and I mean, you had wild Turkey, but you didn't see any Russell's or any rare breed or any, you know, so, you know, maybe that's the play too, is like you start expanding those product lines elsewhere. Just not that flagship one one mm-hmm. Very true. I guess we'll, uh, we'll see what's going to happen. I think there's a lot of things that should probably save that for a round table to try to figure out what, what's the. What do we see as the the end game? Not the end game, but I guess what's the card that they're playing right here? And yeah, I, I think that goes me back to that great episode we had with Susan. Yes, Wall. thank you with Susan Wall of Heaven Hill, thinking of of like what like what do, what do these companies see that we don't? And you know, she she made some really good concerns on what are the p- potential roadblocks that we could see. But uh, right now, it doesn't seem like there's a leak in the dam at all. <laughs> nope that's for sure lots of money being made and lots of being yep. spent yeah we we know the feeling of spending money right now 
Yeah, we don't know the feeling of making it. That's for <laughs> very true. Go support your Bourbon Pursuit podcast <laughs> and go get yourself a bottle of Pursuit United. There you go. That's that's the last that's right. part, uh, advertisement I say for that one. All right. That's right. So again, more stuff coming. Oh, here's this one question here. Do you think Heaven Hill will eventually start making Elijah Craig Barrel Proof under 12 years of age? That's what somebody said on here. Yes, uh, I, I think they will. Yeah, that's coming soon. <laughs> there you uh, go. Comingwhiskey.com. I can't. I can't confirm or deny that, but pretty positive that's good. It, it has to. I mean, there's it, it's people are clamoring for it. They want it. I mean, when they dropped the twelve on Elijah Craig, everybody was mad for three months, and then nobody gives a shit anymore. Yeah, and to be honest, I mean that expression at eight to fourteen years old is really good. So you can get some eight year old ones that are magical. You can get some twelve year old. You know that as long as it's in between that eight to fourteen. 8 to 12 year range, I, I'm perfectly fine with it. But I mean, I can't find, I don't see Elijah Craig Barrel Proof anywhere ever. Do you? Nope. I, you know where I don't see others? Bookers. I didn't realize people cleaned out bookers these that days. Just, like, that's a recent phenomenon. I Who was I talking? Yeah. I was talking to one of our ambassadors. They were doing a tasting and they said, yeah, they got a lot of foot traffic because people were there because there was a shipment of bookers coming in. And I was like, Wait a minute. I thought people were pissed at Booker's because they kept on raising the price and it hasn't changed at all. And I get, ever since they started naming those badges, I guess man. so, <laughs> man. Yeah. For some reason, Booker's has really taken off. Yeah. The same thing happened to me. I was doing a liquor barn training staff and like 10 people came in asking for Booker's and I was like, really? Like, it's on a, it's it was like the first the box. Right it, was over like there, the right? first, it was like the first time, like six years ago when somebody asked me to go if they could, I could get a bottle of Blanton's. And I was like, yeah, duh. <laughs> nobody buys this shit. <laughs> and, and then I go to the store and they're like, what do you mean? Everybody buys it. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> shows what I know. <laughs> We're supposed to have our finger on the pulse. And so far, <laughs> <I know. laughs> but it's, it's funny because like I, I do, I mean, I let there, I sit there and I look at the news articles. I look at Facebook forums. I look at all this stuff like day in, day out. And nobody talks about bookers, but there must be like a whole underground thing where people just gravitate towards it. But all right, we just need, we need a little bit of that magic dust on our side. Yep. That's all it's going to take. Just a little sprinkle. All right. Back to, back to the news here uh, and back to more stuff coming to downtown Louisville. And so it's the official opening of Castling Key 502. And this is happening in Louisville's, well, near Louisville's Whiskey Row. And it's located at the corner of 3rd Street and Liberty in downtown Louisville. And it's going to be opening officially on Thursday, April 6th, what happened last week. So sorry about that. So this is located within the Fall City Market in the Omni Hotel. So it's a satellite store. It's an extension of their home place where guests can enjoy Castle and Key signature cocktails, shop their local retailers, and take home a bottle of their renowned spirits. The store will offer tastings and specialty cocktails and an extension of the history, hospitality, and excellence in the spirits that Castle and Key is known for. Whether you're a seasoned bourbon drinker or newcomer, Castle and Key 502 has something for everyone. So don't miss out on this exciting addition to Louisville's Whiskey Row. Yeah, it's a great location for that. Um... Omni gets a ton of traffic. A lot of a lot of people stay there for business conventions. They host a ton of events. I mean, uh, you know that that it used to be a high end liquor store, and they it just didn't work um, for whatever because nobody ever was working there, and <laughs> it was just kind of strange. I mean, it was a but, lot of stuff uh, was overpriced, if I remember correctly, too. It was. It, it was like yeah, you had a bottle of Jefferson's there for like one hundred and fifty dollars, and you're like, uh, not I can go to the liquor board and express get for half yeah. off a block down. But I think this will be a cool experience for, you know, people stay in the Omni and uh, something just cool and unique. I, I think it's a good, good yeah, thing for sure. So Scotland based beverage brand owner Edrington has increased its shareholding in the Wyoming whiskey brand to 80%. So this U S whiskey brand, which is established in 2006 joined Edrington's growing whiskey portfolio in 2018 when the Scottish group took a 35% stake. Financial terms of the latest deal uh, have not disclosed, but this is going to give Edrington majority control over Wyoming whiskey. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, they make good stuff. And has that aired yet? Wyoming it has not. It has not. That's, uh, yeah, we've dropped in the tea leaves there. We've got got a, uh, with David DeFazio, one of the founders, we've got an episode with him coming out. It'll probably be another month or so, but. It's a, it's got an amazing story towards the end. So I, I can't wait for everybody to hear that one. Yeah. The whole story of that brand is like, it's a 
very interesting episode. I love that one. It was a ton of great stories and how that whole brand just came to life. And uh, yeah, good for them. I mean, I think it's, you know, it, once again, you see these people, it, that's what's fascinating is like, you see these brands who like start to make traction and then they just like, but they, they hit a wall and like they have to sell <laughs> to like get past that wall, you know, to these bigger companies. And it's just like, the bigger companies just keep winning because they just keep gobbling up the ones that, you know. But there's, but here's the thing is that there's, that's not a bad thing either because. Oh, no, I'm not saying it's a bad yeah, thing. I mean, it's just. A lot of these bigger companies, just, they have, they have the infrastructure. And that's one of the things I remember when we talked to John Little, a, a smooth ambler a long time ago about, you know, Pernod taking over for them. And he goes, yeah, I don't have to worry about HR and payroll and all this other stuff anymore. I just focus on whiskey again. Right. And I think that's probably what you get yourself back to in that sort of mindset as well. No, I'm not saying a bad thing. It's just that's the, just the progression of every brand. It's like you'd you make traction, you do, and then you sell. Well, we'll see. No, nobody. TB, TBD so, one of these days, right? <laughs> All right. Let's keep. Maybe our great gang kids. <laughs> we'll be already like like a foot in the ground at that point. Oh, yeah. Worm bait. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Bourbon with Heart, it's Kentucky's first and only arts-focused bourbon charity. It's announced its newest art exhibit called Bowtie Together. The exhibit will take place at the Galt House Hotel in downtown Louisville and will showcase 50 wooden bow ties hand-carved out of bourbon barrels and transformed into wearable art by 25 Kentucky area artists. Bourbon with Heart was founded by Meg, sorry, Morgan Hancock and provides, sorry, and prize itself on tying together artists with various backgrounds and areas of expertise to create works that are as unique as the artists who designed them. Like the perfect bourbon pairing, Bow Tied Together takes wooden bow ties, hand-carved out of old bourbon barrels by U.S. military veterans from Cruise Customs, and marries them with local artists to create beautiful art for many to enjoy. The exhibit will open on April 1st, 10 days ago, sorry about that, at the Gold House, and that's the official hotel at Kentucky Derby, and will run throughout the city's famous derby season. Yeah, they just sent me my bow tie, you know, for me. <laughs> Did I'm you kidding. just like put white out on it and send it back? No, because they said it was like for, never mind, it's a bad joke. <laughs> oh, because uh, yeah, you're... Because it's like they made 25 for artists across the city, but it was a bad okay. joke, sorry. <laughs> trying, to, trying to say you're an artist, but you're not, you're a sandwich artist? Yeah, I'm a podcaster artist <laughs> sandwich artist yeah you want some mayo like a no you gotta like a half jar and a, and a few squeezes I gotta get extra can i get extra jalapenos on that one i appreciate it <laughs> yeah here's your here's your sheet of turkey <laughs> italian herbs and cheese i'm sorry we're all out tonight <laughs> i hate when i hear that like i just wanted a good italian bmt and you're out of italian herbs and cheese fine give me the give me the wheat that's it, right. Matt Layton, that's right. I'm a yard artist. I'm a lawn artist. Go. I make it green. <laughs> All right. Mine, mine came with AstroTurf on There, perfect. <laughs> Actually, that would probably be kind of cool. Actually, it was like a chia pit. It's got, I don't know. You, you, this is going nowhere. I mean, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Next year, we'll see if we can put in a, a small word for you to get. Maybe just the 26 bow tie. We're not going to put it on display, but you can have it. We feel sorry for you. <laughs> bow tie. Your pity bow tie. That's right. Uh, so this is uh, from Give270, who we've partnered with a lot recently for some other charity stuff. So they have announced the kickoff of its latest series of charity whiskey raffles, including round seven of the weekly charity raffle Whiskey Wednesdays and a new 50-40-50 Bourbon Strong raffle event. So celebrating Give270's seventh anniversary as a nonprofit, Whiskey Wednesday's birthday bash will provide ticket purchasers with five chance five chances to win valuable bourbon prizes each week with all proceeds from the raffles that benefit give 270's mission to support community economic and workforce development through local giving each week give 270 will be giving away the grand prize of a bottle of old forester birthday bourbon along with a weather weather 12 year weller antique weller special reserve and a new rift bourbon single barrel that they picked through the raffle 12 bottles of old forester birthday bourbon from various years will be hidden behind 12 lockers and when purchasing tickets participants will be asked to choose a locker number if their ticket is chosen during the raffle, they will begin, sorry, they will be given the bottle of bourbon hidden behind the locker they selected. And the 5450 Bourbon Strong Raffle is set for April 26th at 8 p.m. and will feature 50 bourbon prizes 
including three grand prizes, which include a five-bottle set of Pappy, six-bottle Weller Vertical, and eight-bottle set of Blantones. All proceeds from the 5450 Bourbon Strong Raffle will go towards charities for Kentucky who work in cooperation with the University of Kentucky student-athletes who will help promote fundraising for their name, image, and likeliness for the benefit of worthy causes across Kentucky. And some participating charities include Ronald McDonald House of the Bluegrass, God's Pantry Food Brink, Food Bank, and Junior Achievement. Nice. So, Eric, you're working with on this one, Eric Clemens? Uh, no, I mean, uh, Kenny Rambo and a few other people on the on the back end. Uh, so we've been, you, you don't see all the emails that, that I've been doing. I don't. So, no. Yeah, so they're, they, they've been gracious enough to, to work with us on getting some spots on the mid-roll, or sorry, on the pre-roll. So you're going to hear those as a part of the podcast as well. So if you're, and they've, I've talked to them on the phone too. They've got some really cool ideas on, on what they've been doing and how they've been able to, I mean, they've raised like, I want to say close to like over almost a half million dollars for charities or something like that now. So That's yeah, awesome. they're, they're doing a lot of cool stuff. I love it. Let's keep it going. Keep them, keep pumping them people. Yeah. Keep funding maybe money. Maybe half millions a lot. It may be a quarter million. Either way, I know it's in the six figures. Incredible. Yeah, for sure. All right, so this next one, there was another headline, and that's Sotheby's. They've unveiled the rare American whiskey selection of 1976 through 1982. It's an extraordinary and unique set of five prototype bottles that were created in the mid-1990s, and they represent the rarest American whiskey to ever be offered at auction. These bottles were originally produced as the prototypes for the world's, as you, at, Ryan was just showing on camera, another rare American whiskey that has yet to be released yet. Uh, so these sneak peek for people. There you go. Uh, so these bottles were originally produced as the prototypes of the world's first collectible ultra premium U.S. whiskey series to be exclusively featured of closed distilleries in America. The project was the initiative of the Classic Kentucky Bourbon Company, which is a subsidiary of United Distillers in 1997. At the time, United Distillers, which is owned by Bernheim Distillery and Stitzel Weller, on the point of the rare American whiskey selection project receiving approval for launch, United Distillers merged with another company, which was International Distillers Inventors, to create United Distillers Inventors, forming the Spirits Division of Diageo. At this point, the project was shelved and never to be revived. The original premise of the rare American whiskey selection project was to create an annual release of five very different barrel-proof, high-age statement whiskeys. The project got as far as bottling two examples of each of the selected whiskeys with prototype labels, but filled with the actual liquid to show the finished product as it would be sold. The whiskeys were tasted not with just in the UD, but were also by respected industry critics at the time. The two sets of liquid were split up, and ironically, one set was set, sorry one set was sent to Stitzel Weller Distillery for safekeeping, while the other set remained at the company headquarters in the UK for the European market. Hence, it had 70 CL bottle sizes. It is believed that the set at the Stitzelweller Distillery was destroyed in the distillery fire, making this the set of the only one that still remains in existence. The series of whiskeys initially be released in a limited run of 6,000 bottles per release would have been a landmark in the history of premium whiskey, and the project would have preceded the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection by a number of years. And this is seen in the footprint of U.S. whiskeys in their collector circles and how it changes dramatically. These bottles represent not only ultra-rare liquid from the now-closed distilleries, but a crucial element of the story of rare American history that has now gone untold. And so here are the five whiskeys. First is Old Quaker Indiana Corn Whiskey 21-Year. It's a limited edition barrel proof at 65% ABV from 1976. And this is distilled, of course, in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. You had Stitzelweller. Or MGP Light yep, Whiskey. Here you go. <laughs> it, it all comes back. back. From 1976, right? Uh, so the next one is, of course, Stitzel Weller, Kentucky Straight Bourbon. It's a 17-year-old barrel proof at 53.5 ABV uh, from 1980, of course, distilled in Shively. Taylor Williams, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, another 17-year-old barrel proof at 56% ABV, 1980, Ooh. distilled in Jackson County, Kentucky. George T. Stagg, Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey, 16-year-old barrel proof at 57%, 1981, distilled in Frankfurt, and Buffalo Springs Kentucky Rye Mash Whiskey, limited edition, 15-year-old barrel proof at 62.5% from 1982, which was distilled in Franklin County, Kentucky. Whew, that was a lot wow. to go through. That was a monster press release. Yeah, well, there was so much cool stuff in there, I, I felt like I had to talk about it. I mean, this is this is like a, a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing to to own. Yeah, I mean, 
were, has there been any values assigned to them? Uh, I didn't. I didn't even see like what the opening bid was going to be at, but it's it's nothing that I can afford. I can tell you that. Yeah, uh, me either. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> Unless we can get town and country to <laughs> be like, you want, want to buy some rare whiskey? I got I got this idea. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not going to happen. You ever heard of light whiskey from Indiana? <laughs> it's been lost in in the UK. <laughs> this one's from 1976. It's got to be different. And you know, Stag, you just thought it was bourbon, but nope, they got a ride. I'm so glad we have people in the chat. So uh, Joe says it's currently at 42,000 pounds on Sotheby's right now. So uh, I guess in American dollars, it's a little bit uh, a little bit more, right? Because the American dollars is a little better. So maybe like close to $48,000, $50,000. Don't know. I'm not current on my exchange rates. It, right it, I remember it used to be the opposite way. We'd go over there and like a pound would you'd lose money but oh, now yeah, it's like a dollar 35 dollar 40 yeah now i think it's it's about even or the dollar might be a little bit stronger i'm not too sure gotcha well i'm sure uh i'm sure somebody will enjoy yeah. it not us yeah let's keep going we, we, it's two weeks of news we still have more to go through here so if you everybody remembers the virginia alcoholic beverage control where people were accused of stealing and doing inside information well the two virginia men accused of it to give bourbon collectors a heads up on where to get rare bottles, they are not going to face any jail time after both pleaded guilty to one felony charge relating to computer trespassing. Robert Adams is a Hampton Roads man who, who whom authorities say he sold internal ABC liquor data to people he met in online groups of bourbon hunters. He was sentenced on March 20th to one year of incarceration, but with all that time was suspended as long as he maintains good behavior. And Edgar Garcia, who's a former ABC employee, accused of working with Adams, made a similar plea last year and received a suspended sentence of two years. Neither case went to a full trial in Hanover Circuit Court, and authorities dropped several charges against both men to secure guilty pleas. Yeah, I'm torn on this one. It's like, they're idiots, but you don't want them to serve jail time, but you want them to have something. I don't know. Well, I, I think this is, that's enough. Like they've been, yeah. they've been smeared in online press and probably in local groups. I think that's probably enough for doing something like this. I don't, I don't think you should serve jail time. I mean, golly, it's, I know I get it. It's bourbon and you, you used, you didn't use power that you had to, I mean, you, you took advantage of the power that you did have and it's not right because of, of whatever, but man, to send somebody to jail for that, I'd. I'd be like, this is it's the most white collar crime ever. Yeah, I agree. Can't send to jail. Yeah, I know. But so you think the smearing's just enough, or just a bad reputation? Well, yeah, I mean, or do most people care? Dude, There's people. I mean, no. I remember Edgar. If I remember, he's a young guy. He was in his twenties. Like, you, what, what do you think's gonna happen when he goes and finds another job? Anybody's gonna go Google him. It's the first thing that's gonna come up, and it's gonna live with him forever. I think that's. I mean, that's that's something that's going to be hard to to get past. It's it's or they like, hey, can you give me some? Pepper? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> yeah, I know a guy. Yep. Oh man. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> thank you for that. Moving on. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. You know, we hadn't talked about. RTDs in a while, and I figured we had to, of course, because it's been two <laughs> weeks since we've been off. Absolutely. So, American singer and actress Jennifer Lopez has launched her own line of RTD bottled cocktails. So, of course, she goes by the name of J Lo, and she's created what's called the House of Delola. It's a company that will roll out premium spirits based cocktails, sorry, spirits based bottled cocktails made with natural botanicals. Delola Spritz is the first cocktail release under the brand and is available in three flavors of Bella Berry Spritz, made with berry, hibiscus, and vodka, Paloma Rosa Spritz, uh, and that's some tequila, La Orange Spritz, made with passion fruit Namaro. And this is where it gets interesting. So Jim Beam, owner of Beam Centauri, is the minority investor in Delola and has been named Delola's global distribution partner in Delola Spirits. And these are available in 375, 375 ml and 750 ml in glass, embossed glass bottles. It'll be rolled out in the U.S. later this month. Now, hmm. say what you want about this. That's great. Another celebrity getting into it. And then I saw another news article that came out where fans are absolutely outraged and disgusted. You know why? Because Jennifer Lopez is sober. 
So she doesn't even drink. And what she said she does is she has like a small sip as a celebration, but people are are saying like she's a she's a fraud, she's a cop out, she's just a money grab with this. And so it's interesting to see how her fans have kind of turned on her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of with the fans. It's if it's it's like something you're truly passionate about wanting to offer. I'm not saying she needs to I don't know. It's probably just another money grab. I mean, but JLo's got to be worth so much. It's like, why does she need to do this? Like, it's why, like, why? Well, here's the thing is and that does, there's, there's who, plenty. Who, I mean, if she's all into the, the non-alcoholic movement, stuff like that, there's ways that you can get into creating, uh, you know, non-alcoholic cocktail mixes and done the same exact uh, thing. You didn't be like Jack Harlow, get focus water. See, Exactly. You could have you can have done that. Locust water. <laughs> locust water. Stupid. Uh, <laughs> um, who knows? I mean, you'll be maybe singing at the top of your lungs after it. Who knows? Yeah. I bet they're tasty. It sounds refreshing for <laughs> a poolside drink I mean, or something. One side out. If they, if they send me a bottle, I'll give it a go. I mean, I'm still going to watch I mean, your not, movies. Of course I'm going to watch those movies. They're, they're rom-coms. <laughs> I can't get enough. Yeah. Living Color. When's she on Living Color? I don't know about that. Uh, and then yeah, somebody else is co- talking in here too. So I, you know, of course, Ben Affleck, uh, he had his own problems and struggles with alcohol over the years too. And I think he's sober now. So it's just a, it's a, it's a weird thing to get into. Speaking of Affleck, that Air movie was incredible. I thought it was so good. I hope people feel the same way, but I think it's, it made me. We got to go find our Michael Jordan for our brand. <laughs> I don't. We are. I don't the, know who it is. All right, you're, we are Michael. Maybe um, maybe I'm Dennis Rodman and you're Michael. No, you're like, you're like Bill Paxton <laughs> or something. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm just gonna call you Charles Barkley then. I, I'll take Charles <laughs> for sure. But I'm, I'm more like, I don't even know who is on that team. It's, no, cause I can't be Steve Kerr because Steve Kerr contributed. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm like Will Purdue. There you something. go. I don't know. Just to figure out like yeah. who's, who is the, the least amount of contribution. That's all right. All right. Here's our last news story before we get into our break here. So there's a new app coming out and it's called the Kentucky Hug. And it's going to streamline the booking of distillery experiences coming in June. So immerse in the industry with, this is coming from Eddie Fieldhouse III. So he was immersed in the industry with his marketing role in the family owned and operated Pegasus Transportation. And he witnessed for years how logistically challenging it is for travelers to enjoy Kentucky's rapidly growing bourbon offerings. Not only that, but the industry itself has no idea who these travels are since one often it's one person booking a tour for an entire group. He knew something had to change and felt uniquely positioned to do something with the help of the bourbon industry growth to streamline its process and better understand its visitors. With kyhug.com, travelers can choose their own adventure, building a bourbon count, sorry, bourbon a building a bourbon country itinerary and buying tickets to its various distilleries on and off the official bourbon trails in one fell swoop. The Kentucky Hug works with distilleries to centralize their various bourbon experiences and available tickets and allows users to plan and book those experiences all in one place. Again, according to the website, the Kentucky Hug will also provide the most accurate and holistic picture of where visitors are spending their time and money, capturing valuable information about each visitor attending an experience and not just a single credit card holder. I really like this idea because it's it is needed very much. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this. I think it's brilliant. I think it's going to take some time. I think they said it won't be ready till like fall, maybe. They said June um, is is when the website will be up, but they're looking to launch an app later in the year or something like that. Gotcha. But yeah, it's very much needed because, you know, you go on these sites and it's just kind of confusing and just not as intuitive as like Open Table or Resi is or something like that. Um, so well, it's beyond that. I think it's brilliant because it's we live here, so we know we know that if you want to go to Four Roses and you can go to Heaven Hill one day, that's the bad move. But most people don't right. know that unless you sit there and you're looking at a Google Map and you're trying to figure out how to map and plan it all out. And if you book something at 9 a.m. at Heaven Hill and you're trying to figure out what to go, or you're just like you know you're like okay, well, this is open, then you go and you try to find something else, you come back. And that 9 a.m. spot's gone and you're probably just getting flustered just trying to figure out how to plan this trip. I know it's been a pain point for a lot of people when they come to town. I literally got a Facebook message last week 
when I was on vacation saying like, hey, uh, I'm going to be in town next week and there's nobody that has any distillery tours open. Can you help us out? And I'm like, no, man, like <laughs> I cannot help you out with that. Uh, and that's one of those things that yeah. I, hopefully this, this solves a lot of those problems. Yeah, somebody sent me their itinerary and they're like, do you think this is doable? Like, do you have a helicopter? Because <laughs> that's the only way you're making it. They're like, we're going to go to, we're going to go to Louisville, then we're going to go to Buffalo Trace, then over to Bartstown, then back to Louisville, then back to Frankfurt, then back to, <laughs> it's like, it's like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to be really excited to see this thing come out. It'll be interesting how they, how they make a profit off of it as well. I'm sure that they'll be able to add something on to the tours that already charge stuff. But when you look at things like Buffalo Trace and, you know, they don't charge for tours, like how do you include that into there? Well, they're not going to be a part of it anyways. They hate everyone. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. They might, they might turn a, turn a, turn something on to this. Cause I'm sure that they actually, you're right. Who knows? Because they don't, they don't have a problem selling their tickets. Why would they need another Avenue? They're not going to get a cut to an app. That's true. Whereas like open table and all those, they, I think they take like, yeah, they take part of something. I don't, I, well, you pay a monthly fee to be on the a platform you know, on the platform. And then it's a dollar per reservation or something. Yeah. But anywho. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll pay a dollar to make it easier for people to schedule an experience. I think that's, I think you make a, you make yeah. a good experience out of it, but Hey, that's going to do it for the first half. Stick around. We got some bourbon release news still to come up. Oh boy, 50 minutes in. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon. The farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S.com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point-of-sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in-line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com bourbon. Welcome back, everybody. It's bourbon release news time, and we've got, uh, we'll say, five to six of them. Oh, boy. I know. I know. I, I won't. I'll leave my commentary. No. Well, at least we don't have to get into politics or bow, bow ties or anything like that in this one. Yeah. Let's there we go. It. All right. The Dancing Goat Distillery is proud to present their sourced whiskey inventory, and they have 4,500 barrels of uniquely aged whiskey stocks. And this multi-year series will feature 16 mash bills with ages ranging from 6 to 21 years, composed of multiple vertical series, boundary-bending blends, and one-off releases. The Dancing Goat Presents collection will highlight our blending and finishing skills as they patiently wait to share their own aged distillates. The first Dancing Goat Presents release will be a 21-year-old light whiskey, bottled, uh, non-filtered at 126.4 proof and has a limited quantity of 36 bottles, which will be available on a first come first serve basis at the dancing goat distillery at 6 PM on March 30th for $200 distillery. Visitors will also have the opportunity to purchase, sorry, pre-market purchase for their second dancing goat release, which is a seven year port finished rye coined. I would rye for you. And that's the second release that would be made available online in Wisconsin and Illinois later in April. All right. Well, you know, Dancing Goat's trying to replicate the United Distillery. 
uh, collection. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, 36 bottles. It's not a whole lot to put out there. It's a leaker. Yeah, it is. Uh, actually, actually, I want to try that. I love corn corn whiskey, so 21 years is probably pretty good. It didn't good. say it's corn whiskey. just said it's light whiskey. Well, that it's corn whiskey. It's, it's, well, then bourbon's corn whiskey. No, it's not. Bur- well, it's just, it's just, it's just. Because well, bourbon's touched a new charto barrel. Okay, well, this is corn touching a used. Hasn't. But, all right, right. fine. You want to get into semantics then. It's, it's a, <laughs> most light whiskeys, uh, corn. Right, you want to split here. Yeah, so it was bourbon. Bourbon's a corn whiskey that touched a new bourbon barrel. Now it's, or new barrel, now it's called bourbon. So it's still corn whiskey. You just call it what you want. Well, yeah. It's Jack Dino's right. bourbon. Whatever. Go, We're never going to go get there. through this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's keep going here. Uh, and actually, I will say, uh, I, I do have it down here. They actually sent the 21-year and the 7-year port, so we can we can try that sometime. Ooh. I believe I already opened the 21-year. It's it's pretty good. <laughs> See? just I'm just letting you know. <laughs> All right. So, Lawrenceburg Bourbon Company's anticipated second release drops this week, and is the 10 by 10 as a small batch rye whiskey that is made from 10 hand-selected barrels each aged at least 10 years, and Lawrenceburg Bourbon's 10 by 10 is 100% rye, going to the bottle at 122.1 proof. Lawrenceburg Bourbon Company is 100% service-disabled combat veteran-owned and operated, and founder and wannabe distiller Greg Keeley is a retired Navy combat vet with service in both Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, I don't have any proof. Well, actually, I do have proof. I just don't have any price. But there you go. If you like it, head on out to Lawrenceburg on your way out to Wild Turkey or Maybe your way back from Wild Turkey, or they just go out just for that. Yeah, I don't know. had a successful first release. I think it all sold out within a few hours. Sure did. So sure did. So hats off. Yep. So here's, I guess people should be excited for this one. People are clearing out Booker's. You might as well start clearing out Knob Creek because they have announced the addition of an age statement to their well loved Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey. So the the update to the brand's core rye expression will offer fans the same creek, sorry, the same creek, the same Knob Creek rye taste profile that they know and love, but with a now guaranteed to be aged for a minimum of seven years. It's a hundred proof and thirty seven dollar SRP. Incredible! I love Knob Creek rye. I'm not gonna lie, stuff's good. Yep. Uh, and even more seven year rye whiskey. Wilderness Trail is releasing their seven-year rye whiskey in the gift shop. It's going to be a limited quantity, and there'll be some in Kentucky stores, but the Bottled and Bond Rye Whiskey, also at 100 proof, will feature Kentucky-grown heritage rye and has an SRP of $75. I love Wilderness Trail rye, too. There we go. You want to talk about some more seven-year rye whiskey? I don't have yeah. any. I'm just messing with you here. Oh, it's like three in a row. <laughs> no, it would have been crazy, wouldn't it? Uh, but this is something that actually it just happened this past week. So if you're looking for it, it's probably all gone. And that's because Maker's Mark, uh, they have their Keeneland commemorative bottles. They return to the shelves across the bluegrass state. This happened on Friday, April 7th. And this is also the opening day of the Keeneland spring meet. Less than 10,000 of the limited edition bottles of bourbon will be available, and generally they sell out in one day. And this is with a strategic partnership with Lex Arts and Greater Lexington's premier cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. And the proceeds from this year's commemorative bottles release will benefit the creation of a permanent public art legacy project. And miniature bronze horses will be creatively placed throughout downtown Lexington to create an interactive tour that heralds the past and present stories of Kentucky culture. For the third year, the commemorative bottle will showcase three distinct label designs featuring the work of artists Sandra Oppegard, Andre Pater, and Tyler Robertson. The label art depicts winning jockeys from the 2022 Breeders' World Cup Championship held at Caneland. Do you get a braided belt with it, too? Like um, all those frat boys uh, wear? It's, it's cross-stitch, okay? It's not braided. Cross-stitch, yeah, yeah. Cross you braid stitch, hair. You cross-stitch. All you them, frat boys. You know? I got my cross-stitch, man. My... Uh, I know you do. You're, you're, that's why your okay. number is still Kenny Coma. I haven't worn it in a long time, okay? But I do have one. It, it, but it was, a, it was a fashion trend back then, and it still kind of is for a little bit of, you know, the frattiness that's out there and whatnot. You and your brother, Blake Reber. Yeah, Blake's like, fr- fratty.net. I, I, see, I see Blake rocking that and his uh, his penny loafers all the time. Thank you. He's, he's got, he's, he's, he's got, he's got, he's got I, that country club lifestyle, right? <laughs> that's there right you go. brooks brothers model <laughs> all right so the next one here is that proof and wood ventures they've launched a limited edition whiskey that touches several continents and countries the globe 
is a rye whiskey. It was distilled in Poland in 2013 from a mash bill of 100% rye. And this was the first, sorry, it was first aged in French oak barrels, then transported to Kentucky and aged in former bourbon barrels. After a total of eight years, the rye was then transferred to, per, to barrels previously containing Jamaican pot still rum. The rye then finished in these barrels for an over another year before being bottled at 99 proof. The Globe has a suggested retail price of $80 and will be soon found on shelves in over 30 states around the country. Hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah, barrels and finishes and cool stuff. I don't know. We'll see if we ever it take is. a bottle. <laughs> Look at you in the, the chat saying I had the, I had the Venus <laughs> comb over back in the day. <laughs> you did. A lot of, uh, a lot of, what's that? Don't you dare say gel. Apple, do you? Whatever word gel. Diff, diff, uh, that diff cream or whatever, all those Don Draper you see. I never, I never used cream, man. I, it was all, that was all just like, I, I don't think I used any product back then. It was just had a, I just had a lot of, a lot of waves and a lot of hair just kind of <laughs> going to the side, man. <laughs> Bama bangs. Oh, Matthew Layton pomade. No, I didn't use pomade, man. I just, I just had, I just had Friday hair away back in the day. Just axe. Yeah. Actually going back and looking at the pictures, I looked like a doofus. <laughs> We all, yeah. Do. Gosh, I, I look at pictures back then. And I'm like, how did my wife like get with me? I look terrible. <laughs> like my pants. Not that I look better now, but my pants were so baggy. Like I just I dressed terrible. Uh, I know it's it's one of those things. Like he's a, he's a work in progress. I'll fix him. I'll make him my own. <laughs> he's a project. Yes, he's a nice project. <laughs> uh, Evan dropped the uh, curly stash, Kenny. For anybody that doesn't know, when we oh, first boy. started this yeah. podcast, I, and I had my handlebar mustache. That was a that was that was a phase. That was a rough. Uh, <laughs> that was a rough few months for you, buddy. <laughs> I mean, my wife still won't really live that down because pretty much the first year of my my daughter's life is just me and that stupid damn mustache. <laughs> like all all the pictures. I don't know how she ever like kissed you or anything. <laughs> <laughs> that thing didn't. I stabbed her. I just poked her to the side like like Captain Hook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Here's our last news article. Widely known and respected for random acts of generosity and kindness, as well as delivering gifts of rare bourbons to the Pope, Father Jim Sitchko marks the 10-year anniversary of the election of Pope Francis with a rare release of 10-year Willet. The limited release of 125 bottles is available via an online auction and raffle at Ernie's Spirits on Harrodsburg Road in Lexington, Kentucky. The limited release is a result of a blind barrel tasting conducted by Father Jim, Bishop John Stowe, uh, who's a bishop of Lexington, Tim Mapes, he's the vice president of Delta Airlines, Jim Allen, who's the vice president for the Atlanta Braves, Matt Morris of the Drug Enforcement Administration, the DEA, along with Master Distillers, Drew Colesveen, and single barrel specialist, Josh Devitt. The group was selected a truly rare spirit, 132.6 bourbon that, sorry, 132.6 proof bourbon from a barrel filled on, in January, 2013. The 10-year bourbon was distilled using the OG recipe and was stored on the fourth out of fifth levels in warehouse A to make the bourbon even rarer and a the container, sorry, and the container a collector's item. The Willett family placed a papal seal in the coat of arms of Pope Francis on the bottle. Father Jim hopes to have Pope Francis personally sign bottle number one, and all proceeds collected from this limited release will go to assisting the ministry of being a papal mission, sorry, a papal missionary of mercy. Donations for the rare, rare release begin at $1,000 and the online auction and raffle can be accessed at www.fatherjims.com. That's F-R-J-I-M-S.com. Raffle tickets are $100 each and three bottles will be included in the raffle. I'm going to buy one of these. This is pretty cool. I, I thought one. it was kind of cool to have uh, you know, the, yeah. the coat of arms of Pope Francis on yeah. the bottle. That, that's pretty sweet. I mean, because have you been to like the Basilica? And all I, that have, I have been Rome? to Italy. I have been there. Yes. That's got to be so cool, though, for like Drew and their whole family. Like that's going to be a part of like the whole experience. That, that's awesome. I love it for them. Yeah, it is cool. I want one of these. I'm going to sign up for this. Do uh, do you think they had to get rid of the Willett family crest and put the papal seal on there instead? <laughs> Probably, but I would too. Do they just have to make it and like really like, we're just, we're just going to put this on the backside of the label. Like we don't, we don't need the Willett family seal on there anymore, but I, I'm sure it's a really cool bottle. Actually, I'm going to look at it right now. I want All right. FRGyms.com. I mean, we're already at an hour, so might as well just freaking keep going here. Right. 
Yeah. I want to okay, see. Okay, there uh, it is. All right, so it actually is still the same. Yeah, I'm looking it, at it. Oh, same but one. They, actually, they just, all it is is just put a, oh, it's on it's the just back. a sticker on the back. All right, I kind of thought it was. Wait a minute, the Pope gets a sticker? <laughs> <laughs> I thought the stickers were. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, well, it's all fun and games, but until the Pope does it, then we're okay. The Pope on here looks thrilled <laughs> on this picture. He's like, what is this? <laughs> He's like, a bottle of bourbon. Thanks, man. I've got bigger problems to solve. <laughs> nah, I'm, I think it's really cool, though. No, I love this. I'm I'm seriously going to buy one right now. So. Get yourself a raffle ticket. If you see something come through on the BP card. <laughs> that's, it's what a... it, that's what it goes to. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. Well, if we win it, we have to open it, though. Oh, totally. Or do we, do we take it around and get it blessed by, like, 10 priests around here? Well, I'm going to Italy in May. Uh for Tiffany's 40th birthday, so I'll take it, get it signed by the Pope himself. What if, well, how about this? What if you beat Father Jim to Italy to get it signed? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, gotcha. <laughs> and then you sell it. No, yep. I'm just kidding. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week in bourbon. Man, that was a... This, a, <laughs> this is what happens when you get... Longest one ever. Uh, ...news to catch up on. No more double vacations. Yeah, exactly. That's a lot. It's a lot. But uh, cheers, everybody. Make sure you come and check out Ryan and I and all those places, and we'll keep you updated on all those sorts of good things, too. And, and uh, you know, don't fast forward through the commercials on before the show or during the middle, because we do announce a lot of things we're doing during then, during then as well. So make sure you listen to that. But uh, with that, cheers, everybody. We'll see you next week. Toodles. Toodles.